Hey everyone, welcome to the Within Her Soul podcast. I'm Jordan. And I'm Sydney. And we are two Jesus-loving women who have a lot to say about living as Christians in this modern day world. We deep dive into tough to talk about topics that we know you're battling with. We expose all things relationships, soul care, sex, healing from your past, and more. We give practical advice in these areas, but also share comedic stories of our own lessons learned and normalize what being a Christian woman in today's society is really like. So buckle up, friend. It's going to get real, real quick. Welcome back to the Within Her Soul podcast. We are excited today to be talking about treating our bodies as a temple and what exactly that means. And, you know, I think some people, Joe and I have talked about this and some people have, um, you know, the idea that this is all about purity. And some people have the idea that this is all about health and exercise and fitness. And we really believe that it's just kind of a combination of everything. Um, and it's so important. And we think it can have such a big impact on your life when you do treat your body as a temple. And so we are going to be going over today what exactly that looks like and what the Bible has to say about it. Yes. So if I'm being honest, when I think back on hearing your body is a temple, I kind of just go back and think about when people would really just assume that it was about sex, you know, like treat your body as a temple. And though it does mean that as I got older, I realized that, and I think this could even go back in the day with tattoos and piercings and all the things, but I think that was for me personally, that's really how I treated it. And like I said, as I got older, I realized that it goes way deeper than just those things, but how we are actual stewards of our body and we only get one. And so when I started to understand this, I realized that I really do need to be taking care of myself in many ways. And I'll be really honest, this is a new revelation for me. Um, it's not something that I have just excelled in my whole life. I wish that it was, but stewardship in all areas of my life has been something that the Lord has really put on the forefront of my mind lately. And my body being one of them was one of the top priorities I decided to, to go all in with um, this year. Yeah. So first of all, we just want to say that nothing we share here is in order to shame you for any decisions you've made with your body. Literally, I cannot tell you how many unhealthy and sinful decisions I have made in the past with my own body. So no condemnation here, as always with our episodes, we simply share these things to help you see that when you choose God honoring decisions with your body, um, there truly is so much good that he can bring out of it. I truly do believe, actually, I don't just believe, I, I know now that you can do so much for the kingdom of God when your body is healthy and well taken care of. So I'm excited to uh, dive a little bit into that today. Um, I love this topic. I talk about this topic all day, every day as a personal trainer and online fitness coach. But today, you know, we're mostly going to be talking about, we, we mentioned earlier that treating your body as a temple is your body, your mind, um, your soul kind of as a whole. Today, we're going to be talking more so on the topic of taking care of our actual body, what that looks like, self-care habits, things like that. And then next week in part two, we're going to hit more on taking care of your mind and what that looks like. Yes. So I'm actually going through this right now. Like, and I feel like I should be really transparent and know that if when I speak and I give quote unquote advice, it's coming from me being heavily convicted. And like really these past few months, I... Um, and if you guys have listened to our previous episodes, I've kind of shared a little bit of these past few months with, you know, going through relationship stresses, going through grieving of a loved one. And the last thing you really think about is taking care of yourself. And so I had 
gotten to a place where the Lord really did put it on my heart. He's like, you are focused on so many other things in your life, but you are not taking care of yourself, which is our really biggest priority that God gave us was this, was our body, was the vessel that he gave us. And so definitely I am not an expert in any way. Like Sid, like she is going to have so much good stuff to share, but I also want to share that I'm newer in this and that is totally okay too. So whether you are on the Sydney side where you're like, oh yeah, I, I love health and fitness. It's been something I've done my whole life and find it important. Or if you're someone that's like, I really need help in this area, just know that you're in the right place either way. So we hope that both of our perspectives on this um, will help you understand what it means when we do talk about your body being your temple, because it it goes so much further than just what meets the eye. Yeah, absolutely. So a little backstory of you know how I became so passionate about health and fitness and taking care of our bodies is honestly my own, my own journey. I have truly, because of God, seriously, (laughs) because of him, I have flipped a complete 180 in the past, like eight years of how I treat my mind, body, and soul. Um, and like I said, just a little backstory. So I grew up as a dancer, as a cheerleader, I was in theater. I was very active. Um, you know, my mom cooked all the healthy foods and vegetables. And so I grew up, you know, really taking care of my body, obviously. And, Um, just, just being active and healthy. And then my sophomore year in high school, I got out of dance and I was no longer doing any extracurricular activities. And I really, that's just when things started really going South for me. Um, so I spent the rest of my high school years and my early, you know, college age years, honestly, just like riding around with friends and drinking and smoking and eating trash food and doing whatever we wanted, whenever we wanted. And, honestly, like I look back on that life and I just, I get grossed out like with myself because of, I can remember that gross feeling that I felt just like with how I was treating my body, not taking care of it. I honestly got to a point where I didn't really care about my body or my health at all. It's honestly really sad. Um, you know, and this lasted for several years until I was saved, um, at a church event. And from there, it's like the Lord just kept putting, Um, different Christians in my life that were just great examples on me of like how to treat your body and how to create healthy habits and yeah, all the things. So uh, I started incorporating healthy habits kind of just little by little. Like, I just want to say if you're, you know, on the side that Joe was saying where like you, you know, don't have healthy habits yet, don't let it overwhelm you. It's definitely not something that's going to happen overnight. Like I said, this has been like eight years in the making for me, like to be where I am now with my health and my fitness. Um, but for me, like it really just started with making simple decisions little by little. And like I said, I'm an online fitness coach. So I talk to girls about this all day and I'm like, let's just pick one thing to focus on this week. We're going to nail down this one thing, whether it's just drinking water, hydrating your body, you hydrate your body. I'm not going to get all into the science of everything, but like just that in itself is going to give you more energy. You're not going to eat as much you know, food overeating. Um, and like when you have more energy, you can do more for the kingdom. You can, you're just, you're, you're better, um, equipped to fulfill God's purposes for you when you're healthy. So like, for example, let's just take this one week and just focus on this one habit. Okay. Not quite a habit yet. Let's take another week. Let's take another week. And then eventually that one thing will be an everyday habit in your life. You know, after that's become a habit, let's focus on just getting out and just going on a walk each day. You know, it doesn't have to be these massive things. I think that the reason that a lot of people give up on treating their body this way is because they jump in all at once. They're like, I'm going to follow the workout plan. I'm going to work out five days a week for an hour each day. And I'm going to drink a gallon of water and I'm going to, 
you know, do all these things. And it's just like, this is too much. And so, um, you know, just like picking those very simple, healthy habits that you can kind of start incorporating over time really are, you know, I think is honoring to the Lord. Number one, because you are making an effort to treat your body as a temple and you're going to start seeing results in how you feel. And it's going to honestly make you feel more purposeful. You're going to feel like you have more of a respect for yourself and the body that God's given you. Um, And you're going to have more energy to do the things that God puts on your heart to do. Yes. And I felt like while you were talking about this, the Lord put this on my heart too, about, you know, we live in a culture today that, and I'm going to say this very gently, but with the body positivity movement, I think it can go into a place where we are praising unhealthy habits. And I think everyone should be comfortable in their body 1000% because it's, I've been the girl who hated the way she looked for so long and it's the most crippling feeling in the world. But what I can say is I also struggled with overeating, binge eating and that feeling, which y'all and I'm going to be really honest right now, those do have consequences of obesity. So I think getting to the root of it and knowing that God, God knows this already. That's why gluttony is one of the deadly sins because I think it's gluttony. Mm -hmm. Um, because when we overeat, it actually does our body disservice, you know? And so, and also not even eating does your body disservice. I've sat on both sides of this where I would eat once a day and I'm gaining weight and I'm thinking, how am I gaining weight? I know I'm not taking in that many calories, you know, and it gets into this really unhealthy cycle. And so what we hope is that through this episode, we're going to give lots of tips and a lot of personal stories, but you know that it's, this has nothing to do with what that number says on the scale. When we talk about health and fitness, especially for women who are listening to this, this is not about the girl who looks skinny, obviously is pleasing God. Cause that is not the case. You know, this is about what we're doing to fuel our bodies and how we can take care of the vessel that God gave us um, so that we can do more for the kingdom. And so we hope that that's the message that you get from this, because like I said, I am actually technically on the chart obese, you know, like there's things that I know in my life that I, I should, I could most definitely do better, but I think it starts with knowing where you're at so that you can be better. Because if I felt like I was too far gone, then I'm definitely, there's no way for me to get better in that standpoint. So I just want to kind of make that that point in there that though we are called to have that confidence in Christ, um, we also are called to take care of ourselves. And that, like I said, that doesn't mean it's an exact number you have to hit or exact pant size you need to fit into or the bikini you need to fit in, but it's how we fuel our bodies on a daily basis. Just wanted to add that in there. You just made such a good point when you said it's not about the girl who looks the skinniest that she honors God the most. Like it, I love that you made that point because I do feel like on social media these days, like having this quote unquote perfect body or athletic body or whatever, it is so glorified. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be honest, like I am an online fitness coach and I get tired of seeing all the pictures of bodies, 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 bodies. And to me, it's just, mm. it's not, it's not about that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I just felt like we need to highlight what no, you just good. said, because like, and even with my clients, I want to be honest with you, I t- don't get on the scale. That's not what it's about. Like, this is about how you feel. Are you treating your body as a temple? Are you take? are you nourishing it with good foods? Are you getting, giving it the exercise that it needs? function in the way that God intended it to. And so I love that you, that you said that, like, I feel like that really 
needed to be to be brought to light. And also while we're on this topic, I just feel like the outward appearance is so, so glorified. And it's such like, it can be such our motivating, you know, our, our motivation, mm-hmm. like our motivating factor to go get healthy. And it's like, why is that our motive? Like why can just being healthy and being strong, like I'm going to be honest, like I'm a CrossFit athlete. Okay. My goal is not to keep getting more and more fit and look better and better. I really don't care about that because if that were my goal, then I would literally never hit the goal. Does that make sense? Like, because there's always going to be someone who's more fit than me. There's always going to be someone who has a lower body fat percentage than me. Like my goal is literally like as an athlete is just to get stronger and get better because it's something I enjoy. It makes me feel really good. So I think it's like when you find that motive of like something that drives you other than appearance, that's when it's something that can continue driving you day after day. And number one, that motive should be, we can do more for the kingdom. Like we are glorifying the Lord with this temple that he has given us. And, you know, I hear people say so often, like, I'm just not motivated. Like, how do I get motivated? If your motivation quote unquote is in your appearance, then that is going to fleet. Like that may last for a month or a few weeks or even a few months or whatever. And maybe you'll stay consistent for a little while with treating your body well, but eventually that's going to start to go away. That's not a deep enough. Why that's not a deep enough reason to treat your body well, but honoring the Lord and being able to feel purposeful and do more for the kingdom and have the energy to do what you're called to do. That is a strong why. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like if we were to write out all the things that God asked us to do, pray, read our Bible, things like that, you would say, oh yeah, I'd do that. I'll do that because that would honor God. That would, that would make him happy. That would please him. So does working out and fueling your body with good foods and making sure you're drinking your water. And like, we have resources to know how to fuel our bodies well. And if it's in the Bible to tell us that we, we like, For instance, like I said, gluttony being one of the deadly sins, he knew that food could be abused. You know, there's all good things that the, the, uh, the God, I always do that. All good things that God gives us can also be abused. And Satan does that on purpose. He is the ultimate deceiver to where we now have movements that glorify eating disorders. And we're not talking about it. You know, it's not, it's not being talked about and healed from. And I'm telling, and I feel like I can share this because I was in that. I would, I was telling myself that it's okay that I was only eating once a day or that I was binge eating because I'm an emotional eater and I was raised that way. And I am going through a hard time right now. I think, I think it's just kind of getting brushed aside and there's actually a really seriousness to it. And so Though our topic is really, you know, your body is a temple. Absolutely, yes. But there's so much more that goes into this because when you harm your body, that, oh, I want to say it right. The sin against your body is worse than the sin against you do it. I just pulled that up. Yeah. So that, that scripture, it says that it's like referring to sexual sin and it says all other sins are outside the body, but the sexual, I feel like that kind of refers to everything like that you're doing to your body, right? Sins against our body are more harmful because of the aftermath that comes along with that. And I've talked in previous messages, obviously with sexual, you know, sexual sin. And I dealt with this heavily in the past few years and I've been praise the Lord restored and just completely changed. It felt what felt like overnight from this, but like when you're intimate with people who aren't going to protect your soul, it leaves permanent damage. And I think this goes hands in hand. When you 
are doing things to our body, to your body that is not good for it, there is permanent damage. And that can also lead to death, y'all. Like it's serious. And I think that is why it is so important for us to know with us being the stewards of our body, it is only up to us to make sure that we are treating that well. You know, so I just, I want to say like, I also went through the drinking phase, the smoking phase, sex in overloading on coffee, sleeping three to four hours a night. I honestly don't know how I function. I wasn't functioning truly. And I could have blamed everything. I could have blamed school. I could have blamed multiple jobs. I can blame social life. There's many things that I could blame. But what it comes down to is that I was not being a good steward. And I did not think that taking care of my body was a high enough priority to to be focused on at that time. And really that is displeasing to God. And so I had to really check myself and say, no, taking care of myself is just as pleasing as me being in the word every day. Um, taking care of myself and my body is also just as pleasing as me going to church on Sundays and worshiping and having that intimate relationship with God. So it's, is just as high as priority as those other things as well. Yeah. You know, I just had the thought, like, why does the Bible not talk more about exercise and fitness and eating healthily? Well, back then they walked everywhere, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know? And so they got the, they got exercise. Like, and in today's culture, we're sitting at our desk for most of the day. If you have a desk job, you're, yeah. you know, doing things, sitting on the couch, watching TV. They didn't have TV back then. Like they didn't have cell phones back then to sit and scroll for a while. Like just our culture is completely the world is completely yeah. different now than it was back then in a le- much less healthy way. We're not yeah. active. Like they l- literally, like I said, walked everywhere back then. Yeah. We're well, and t- they, they had to cook their own food straight from the animals. They had to right. pick their own fruit straight from the vine. Yes. It and was, that was, yeah. Yes. That was like my next point. I was going to say they didn't have processed foods back then. Yeah. You know, the, one of the main causes other than lack of exercise is eating processed foods. Mm -hmm. If you eat whole foods, which are things that you literally eat in the form that they grew on the earth in. So fruits, veggies, animals, um, rice, grains, nuts, seeds, the things that you can literally collect from the earth, you can make them into something else. Like you can, you know, season them and turn them into salads and soups mm-hmm. and, you know, all the different things. But when we go into like McDonald's, that's not actually real food. That's basically, no. I don't know if chemicals is the right words, but like, it's all processed. Um, <laughs> I feel like we've laughed about this before. Cause you love, you love McDonald's. Yeah. I'm, and that's what I'm saying. Y'all I just, I'm going to be transparent. I, I am not perfect in this. And that is the, that's the reality of it though. It's so tr- It is it. I love me some good chicken nuggets, but that is not good for my body. It's not right. And personally, like, even as a coach, I tell my clients, like, let yourself have a little splurge every here and there. Okay. Like whatever. But I think if we're doing it on a consistent basis where our body is going to have the compound effect of those decisions, that's when it's a sin. Like I, but honestly, I want to be really honest. I think it's asking yourself, why am I eating the chicken nuggets? We're going to get real, real on this episode. Ooh. Why am I eating the chicken nuggets? Because it's my way to cope with stress. Yeah, it tastes good, but that's a that's a fleshly one, you know. Yeah. So, like, I think it's one of those things where we might sound like extremists when we're like, cut out all fast food and you know all these things. 
It's not so that you will gain the physical attributes that you want. It's it's asking yourself, would, is this what God intended for us to fuel our bodies with? And I just don't believe God's like, I'm blessing America with McDonald's. I I just don't think that's the case because there's, I don't, I don't even know if their fruit is that natural, if I'm being honest, but they load it with sugar. But I just, I think really where we're, you know, trying to hone in on is just whenever we are in those states where we're stress eating, binge eating, completely obsessed with making sure we're on that new diet and things like that, that is all our insecurities, our fleshly wants. And really what God's asking you to do is just to take care of your body for him, you know, to feel it in a way of surrendering your body to him saying, this is your, like, um, this is your body. You gave me like Mm -hmm. our bodies are his it's scriptural that everything we have here on earth, including our bodies are God's, but our body is the only thing he really truly gave us ownership over I think it's just being, you know, having that reminder that obviously we're sinful and you will probably some of y'all might be eating McDonald's right now, you know, or, you know, sorry about that. But at the same time, just having that mental note of why am I feeding myself the way that I am or why am I not feeding myself the way that I am and why am I not exercising my body so that I do feel better and that I can glorify God in that. And it kind of goes back to what you mentioned earlier about like some of our, you know, our actions here on earth have consequences. God is not, God didn't make us robots for, for a reason, like Mm -hmm. whatever his reasons are, like he gave us free will and the opportunity to make our own decisions. And so our actions do, and those decisions do have consequences. And sometimes they do lead to death, sickness, you know, all these things, aches and pains in our body that keep us from moving. And so therefore those things can keep us from doing what he may really want for us in this life. You know, he may want you to have some ministry down the road, but if you treat your body really bad and you end up getting sick, you may not be able to fulfill that purpose. Like, I don't know. I mean, I can't say how it works in heaven and like, you know, but that's just, that's what I see. (laughs) Well, and if we're being really honest, which we always are, the number one cause of death, I want to say I'm not a, I don't have this exact statistic, but I'm 99% sure. Um, it's heart failure of yeah, some sort, heart which disease. heart disease, which is tied to obesity, obesity. diabetes, Stress. you know, things like that. And all of those things are consequences of gluttony, lack of exercise, So it just kind of makes you wonder, like Sid said earlier, why is this not in the Bible? Why would it not say, you know, don't eat fast food and make sure you walk every day because God, that didn't need to be in the Bible at the time because they didn't, they weren't given those types of things. But what we can take is read between the lines. And when God says your body is a temple, that is what he means. Make sure we're taking care of ourselves so that we don't have these consequences. The entire Bible is protection. It's literally God's guide to protecting us to use as a resource while we're here on earth. So that is why we feel so passionate about this is because he is saying plain as day, don't fill yourself up with things of this earth, you know, fill it up with things that come from me. And that is wisdom and and making those discernments when you really do want something bad, or you really just don't want to go on that walk. Even just doing that little bit by little bit, like I said in the beginning, 
you'll start to be excited to please God in that way. And it will change your perspective on doing it, not just for you to look good once summer comes around, but because you want to please him every day, every single month and every year from here on out. Yeah. And while we're on that topic, let's talk about how the Holy Spirit convicts us and how he speaks to us. And like, you know, if you struggle with these things, pray and like, ask the Lord, we'll go into this more in a minute, but like ask the Lord to convict you when you aren't making the right decisions and to give you that strength to keep going. Y'all, there are times when I'm like in the middle of a workout and I'm like, this is so hard. And I just have to pray, like, God, give me the strength. Like I will tell myself, like I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Isaiah 40, 31 is like my new favorite scripture for those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. So yeah, like just relying on him as your strength, but also relying on the Holy spirit that lives inside of you for that conviction. Okay. And so I just want to be honest, like, okay, alcohol, we'll just talk about that for a second. I, I do drink alcohol. I will have a couple drinks a week. I try not to ever overdo it, but I enjoy a good margarita, a good glass of wine. Okay. And I don't feel, I don't feel that that's bad. I know that the Bible says that getting drunk is a sin. Like we're, we're certain on that. Um, however, there have been mornings, even recently in my Christian walk where I'll wake up and I will just feel, you know, if I've had a couple of drinks tonight before, and I will feel this sense of conviction and I'm like, Lord, what is this? And I feel like he's just saying like, okay, you were, you were pressing the line there. Like you may have had like one too many, you know? Um, and you and the Holy spirit inside of you are the ones to be the judge of that. And I'm not saying that it's right for you to drink or it's not right for you to drink. That's between you and the Lord. Everyone is different, but just for me, like, I'm so thankful that he does give me that conviction that next morning when I wake up, because it, it pushes me to not, to not do that again, to just be like, okay, one glass of wine was enough or two glasses of wine was enough. Like whatever I feel like, you know, the Lord, the Lord is putting on my heart. Well, and I have another perfect example that goes alongside of that, which is completely opposite. I actually did 75 hard last year and it was the best I ever felt, best I ever looked. But if I'm being really honest, when I did that challenge, it was only to look better. It was just to have the, it was only to have the physical attributes of what 75 hard was going to do for me. So this past week, I had been talking with um, some friends and stuff about starting 75 hard again. And because I did not like the way, I looked now because I felt like I gained weight back after working so hard. All of it, y'all, all of these decisions I was making was based on what I wanted to look like. And the Lord really just kind of put it on my heart to say, why are you doing 75 hard? Who are you doing it for? Because it's not for me. And when I felt that in my heart, I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, okay, this is not about some challenge I'm going to do. It's not about the next diet I'm going to do. It's not about any of that. So instead, I decided what are the things that would not only be pleasing to me because I know I'm taking care of myself, but what are the things that would be pleasing to God? And I made a list and my list are water. Now, some of these things are obviously on 75 hard list. I'm not bashing 75 hard at all because truly it created so much discipline in my life, but it's the intention behind why I was doing what I was doing. And so that my list was water, read your Bible read 10 pages. I think reading and growing your mind is so important. Um, Exercising every day and exercising does not mean you have to go literally burn 800 calories in one workout. Like exercising, like Sid said, could be going and taking a walk and getting outside, just moving your body in some way and eating good food, good food, meaning I cook my own food. 
And will that mean sometimes I go out with family on church on Sunday? Yes. But like when I'm ordering that kind of food, you know, I'm not overindulging in those scenarios. So instead of doing 75 hard, I'm now having this list that I am going to be implementing every single day. There's no cutoff. There's no deadline. There's no, after this many days, I'm done. It is, here is the bare minimum of what I want to aspire to do every single day. And it has been a game changer for me. Cause now when I wake up and I read my Bible or I go get my gallon of water, it's not because I'm on day seven of 75 hard. It's because I know that I should be doing this for myself because I also know it's pleasing to God and that there's going to be a positive outcome from making those decisions and not only my spiritual walk, but my physical walk as well. So, yeah. And it does have such an impact on you spiritually and mentally. And we'll talk about that in part two of this um, little mini series next week. Um, But it absolutely does. You will feel completely different. You'll be surprised if you're really struggling with anxiety and depression, how that will start to flee. Um, and I'm not saying that just because you exercise doesn't mean you won't ever have anxiety, depression, but it is 1000% proven to get help, get rid of anxiety and depression and at least lower it. Mm -hmm. Um, so really quick, we're going to just share three practical things that you can do to treat your body as a temple other than exercise and eat healthy. We've already talked about that. You know that those are the things you need to be doing, but just three practical things um, other than that. So the first thing is pray, okay? Ask God to help you. The Bible says that apart from him, we can do nothing. We are to remain in him. And so ask him, ask him, say, Lord, like, honestly, I think, and I have to remind myself often, the first step in me overcoming an issue or something I struggle with is just being honest with God in what I'm struggling with and being like, look, Lord, I can't do this without you. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I've, you know, whether it's, I've never been a disciplined person. I don't know how to hold myself accountable, whatever it is. Like I need you to come through and help me. Um, and just be honest with him and ask him, um, you know, to, to be there for you, to, to strengthen you, to convict you when you need conviction. And I also just want to say, you know, if you're relying on motivation, okay, if you're relying on this sense of motivation to get out, to do the things that you need to do, it's not going to happen. Um, You have to choose self-discipline, even when you don't feel motivated. That is the only way that you're going to stay consistent with treating your body well. And let me tell you that as a Christian, self-discipline and self-control, that is a fruit of the spirit that Christ has already bought for you. The fruit of the spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You have that self-control. God has given it to you. It's yours. You need to receive it. And if you feel like you need more of it, you need to pray for it and, and just declare it over yourself every day. Okay. So number two is have accountability. And I think this is so important. Um, Tell someone your goals, but also tell someone what you're struggling with. I think there's so much power in having someone that you can trust, be able to motivate you, but also call you out uh, in a loving way when they see that you're doing something that you have consistently gone back to. And y'all, this is a humbling experience. It's super hard to have someone tell you something that you already know is something that you're doing wrong. It's like when someone else confirms it, you're like, oh no, it's not just me that knows this now. It's also somebody else, you know, but have someone that you can trust. You know, that one friend that 
it's always on your side. You know that they, you can trust them with anything. That is the person or your loved one, your spouse, you know, a family member, someone like that, that you can trust that will be honest with you. If you really want to get the struggles that you're having on track, there's going to have to be some type of consistency for a certain amount of time for this to be a habit in your life. And if you're constantly hanging around those people that consistently get you off track, it's going to be hard to be, have this become a habit in your life. Because y'all, this is not easy. If you're someone that never sleeps, you eat out all the time, you don't work out at all. Like I was, if I'm being honest, I'm kind of explaining myself. It's kind of naive of me to think that I'll just wake up one day and all of a sudden all of those problems are gone. It's going to take some discipline and consistency, but through Christ, I have that. Through Christ, I have that strength to do that. I just need to make sure that my circle is um, someone who will encourage me. And there is a scripture for this. And it's just as a reminder, it is Galatians 6, 2, and it says, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. And that's one that I really hold close is that we're not supposed to be carrying all these things on our own. And it's because when two people are together, there is power in that, you know, God is with us in those moments. And so find that trusted person, have someone be able to not only carry your burden with you, but also encourage you to create these healthier habits in your life. Yeah, that is so, so important. Um, so the last point that we're going to make is uh, don't overcommit yourself. Um, I mentioned this earlier, but as a fitness coach, I see so many women come in so hot and they're like, I'm going to do five workouts a week. I'm going to follow my macros to a T, you know, and then they only end up getting overwhelmed, burnout, and usually we'll end up quitting. Right. And that's how we ride what I call the fitness roller coaster, where we're like up, 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 up. And we're so excited and we're doing all the things. And then we crash and burn really quick and we come back down. Um, so don't overcommit yourself. Like I said earlier, pick something realistic for you to stick with, pick something realistic for you and stick with it. Even if it's just starting with taking a 10 minute walk each day, or like I said, um, committing to drinking a gallon of water each day or eight, eight glasses of water. If you're not a water drinker, start small and add on later. Once those things have become habits. So we're going to hop right into our soul scripture for today. We just have one. Um, we mentioned several other verses already, but this one verse that we wanted to highlight is first Corinthians six, 19 through 20. And it says, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy spirit within you? whom you have from God. You are not your own for you were bought with a price. So glorify God and your body. And you know, that just makes me think of Jesus's sacrifice for us. Like it says we were bought with a price. So like, how dare me disrespect that, you know, disrespect what he did on the cross, giving his life for me. That's just the way that I see it for myself, at least. What about you, Joe? Yeah, exactly the same. I, I felt like when reading this scripture, I really it was in like another conviction moment where I felt I'm like, I'm not really sure I've done a good job in making sure that my body is a vessel that would make the Holy Spirit proud, you know? And so with knowing that and having that conviction, it really allowed me to see that it says you are not your own. And I think so often we think, you know, we can say, Lord, you're, you know, my finances are yours. My house is yours. My car is yours. My job is yours. My kids are yours, even my spouse is yours. But for whatever reason, when it comes to our bodies, that's not, I don't think I've ever physically or verbally said that out loud, you know, because it just isn't the first thing that pops to my mind. And so this episode truly has even just helped me, you know, realize that my body is on the top of that list as it is not mine. It is God's and I need to be taking care of it and, and doing, you know, and, and treating it well. So with that being said, we're going to hop into our soul assignment. 
And so what we would love for you guys to do is get out a journal and write out one to two things that you're going to commit to doing in order to take care of your body better. And I also just encourage you to write down the things you're doing that is not taking care of your body right now. Um, This is something I've done as I wrote down everything that I feel like I'm not proud of. So for instance, four cups of coffee with no food in my body. That's not good for my body. Um, Staying up till 1 a.m. scrolling on my phone, knowing I have to get up at 5.30, you know, those type of things. Kind of write all that down and just pray over it. Kind of like we were talking about, like pray over it and say, Lord, take these from me because he will. That's, we can give everything to him um, and just kind of surrender that to him. But um, track them, you know, track them in a note in your phone, you know, over the next few weeks, write down those goals, write what you want to eliminate. And like Sid said in the beginning, start with one, just start with one, start with one, create that consistency and that habit um, will end up being something that stays with you all of a sudden. Like for instance, when I did 75 hard drinking a gallon of water was something that I never thought I would keep consistently. Now it's just natural that my body needs it. So you might be thinking I could never I could never drink that a gallon of water. I could never work out every day. I could never do these things. You absolutely can. So write those goals down, write what you're struggling with, pray over those and just take one goal slash habit at a time, write a prayer out, pray it out loud, especially when you feel like you can't do it. Definitely hold on to prayer while you are creating these habits for yourself. Absolutely. And on that note, I'm going to close this out in prayer and we will see, see you next week. We will chat. We'll talk with you next week. We'll chat. We'll talk to you next week. (laughs) Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, um, Lord, I lift up the woman that is listening to this podcast as it happens. um, And I pray that you help her to make the habits that she knows that she needs to make um, for her health, for her fitness, for just treating her body as a temple, Lord, show her how she can glorify you and give her purpose and give her, um, just, just vision for what her life can be like as she creates these, um, healthy habits, Lord, um, get her up and moving when she needs to move. Even if she feels like she can't do it, God, would you be her strength? Father would, um, the joy of the Lord, And what your word tells us to do, be her strength, God, Um, help her, you know, to make the healthy choices with food when they come up. And when there's more tempting options, help her to make those, those wise and healthy choices that are going to enable her to live a longer, healthier, happier life. Um, Yeah. Bring her back to listen next week in Jesus name. Amen. Thanks for listening in this week. If you haven't heard yet, we have an exclusive membership where you can come and dig deeper into the Bible and take your faith to the next level. We have weekly soul sessions where we connect each week and learn about what the Bible teaches us and how to apply it to our lives. If you are ready to transform from lukewarm Christian status into a consistent, confident faith that is laced with boldness, go to thesoulsociety.co to learn more. And before you go, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a new episode. You can also catch us at atwithinhersoul.co on Insta. We'd love for you to message us and let us know how we can pray for you. This is the Within Her Soul podcast. We can't wait to chat with you next week. See you then.